Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. And welcome to episode 92 of the Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. I'm wondering, how's your journey to food peace going? Have you been traveling for a while? If so, you've got to be tired and at times bored with the scenery. Well, this week's letter writer, describes this boredom and fatigue. She lives in a fat body, so the world doesn't really understand why she needs to attend to her eating so much. And honestly, there are a lot of times where she also doesn't understand this. Why does she have to eat so frequently? Why does she have to eat enough? 
And she feels like she has tried everything under the sun to try to continue on. But I get the sense from her letter, she's this close to giving up. Before we listen to this week's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Step-by-Step Guide to PCOS and Food Peace. This is my brand new course that is designed just for you with PCOS and hoping to make peace with food. You can get to the waitlist for the next enrollment period by going to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. You'll also receive a free download, which includes your first three steps towards food peace with PCOS. Again, you can get to it by going to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. All right, enough of that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, I spent over a decade of my life restricting you and feeling guilty for what kinds of you I have chosen to eat. I've worked so hard with the help of my team to get out of that hole and develop a better relationship with you. I've learned to recognize my hunger cues for the first time and pay attention to what my body is saying, but eating enough seems like such a hassle. The concept that I need to have you many times a day for the rest of my life just makes me tired to think about it. With the help of my nutritionist, I have realized that the fewer times I eat you, the more lethargic, confused, anxious, and unhappy I am. But unfortunately, that can only motivate me to consume so much of you. In the past, some strategies to get me to eat frequently enough have worked in the short, short term, Rewards for eating enough times in one day, punishments for not, alerts set on my phone to remind me to eat, and a gold star chart are some examples, but none of these seem to have staying power. I've also have a supportive network of friends, but some of them just don't really understand the issue. I'm in a larger body, and so the struggle to eat more seems counterintuitive to many of them, and to me on some days. They are very respectful of me and my body, but I struggle to reach out when I need a push. I feel like I'm at a plateau in my recovery that has lasted a long time, and it's really straining my relationship with you, food. I don't need more things on my to-do list. How do some people do this and make it look so easy? If this is what my body needs, why is it such a drag to do it? Sincerely, trying to be more of a friend, trying not to make you a chore. All right, letter writer, I am so excited to talk to you about your questions and your needs. You are discussing a very, very common stall point in the recovery journey, whether you're recovering from binge eating disorder, chronic dieting, anorexia, bulimia, really any kind of eating or body image struggle. This is a really common point that can keep people really stuck, installed for a long time. It could also point some people to pivot in the direction towards relapse. Why does it point people towards relapse? Well, I think it's because it's complicated and disguised as something that is just on the surface, but really it goes to a deeper level. So that's why I'm excited. I'm excited to dive really deep with this and peel back all those layers to the uh, to the onion and 
help you to figure out what's going on and what you need to move forward. So on the surface, food is boring. Like it's absolutely dreadfully boring. There's no excitement. And, and if anything, it's, it's a chore. I have a feeling every time you hear that little ping on your phone, if you're still using that to direct your eating times, or if you look at the clock, or it's just time to eat for whatever reason, there's either a massive eye roll or a childish temper tantrum foot stomp of like, oh, again, I have to eat again? Are you kidding me? Because I know that when a person's working towards recovery, it's exhausting to have to make these decisions every single day, many times a day. It's important to remember that on average, that we make at least 200 food decisions a day. This doesn't really include anybody who's working toward recovery. This is just the typical human being experience. So it is exhausting. And I also want to point you to what's underneath that boredom and exhaustion. There is another layer. And the layer is saturated with struggle. From reading your note, I see a struggle with permission. I notice a struggle with self-care. And I also notice a struggle with being, just being. You know, these are all things that the recovery journey really makes us have to acknowledge and use to continue to spiral up. Um, If you're not familiar with that word spiral up or phrase rather, spiral up, that's something from Elise Resch. She's one of the co-authors of Intuitive Eating, and she was featured on a past Love Food podcast. And she talks a lot about the journey. You're always moving forward, and there'll be times when you feel like you're going backwards, but recovery is like an upward spiral. And there's times where it feels like, yes, I'm getting this, I'm moving forward. And then there's times as you're still moving up that it feels like you're going backwards, but that's just because it's the downward spiral that's about ready to spring up again. And when we're in that spot where it feels like a struggle or exhaustion, that's when it's about ready to get something, get to the point that's really awesome and amazing that's going to help move you even further ahead. Letter writer, what you're describing, I feel like is that pivotal part. And you can stay stuck here or stalled, or you can sit with it. I want to honor your request. I heard that you don't want any other homework. You don't need any podcasts or books to read. You don't need any food peace syllabus additions. If you're uh, new to the podcast, the food peace syllabus is a resource that we've collected over the last 91 episodes of the Love Food Podcast that has centralized all these resources. So if you're needing more support for your food peace journey, you can look at the food peace syllabus. If you'd want a copy of it, just go to juliedillonrd.com and you can get the free download. But what I'm hearing for you, letter writer, though, is you don't want to add anything else to that thing because you have tried it all. So I'm not going to add anything. I want to acknowledge some of the work you've done already. You've worked with your dietitian, and the two of you have realized that the fewer times you eat each day, the more lethargic, confused, and anxious and unhappy you become. But that only motivates you for so far. What I hear your dietitian doing, and if your dietitian's listening, let me know if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing 
this dietitian doing is that you're working on grounding yourself during the eating experience and the reaction to the eating experience. And from there, that only can take you so far. And then the, the other things that you've worked on are things that I guess I would call CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. You've worked on rewards, punishments, and reminders to help you to keep you know, staying with the moment and to eat. And what I think about CBT is that it's cognitive, it's behavioral, it's just really in your brain. And what I think would be a beautiful marriage is putting those two together. So not necessarily new work, but just putting them together. What I'm saying is continue to work on grounding yourself. And I wouldn't say just about food. I picture doing things like a barometer check. What do I mean by that? Well, maybe if you have those pings on your phone going off every so often, maybe maybe every two or three hours, check in with your body and outside food. Because, you know, one thing we know to be true about any kind of eating disorder, it's not about the food. It's about something else. The food is the way that your body's like tapping on your shoulder, knocking on your door, however you want to say it. But it's the way that your body's trying to tell you that, hey, I have some unmet needs here or I need some support. Unfortunately, it does it in this kind of cryptic way about food. But anyway, a barometer check would help you to more frequently ground yourself, just like you and your dietitian were working through. Because your body is giving you amazing insight. It, when it's not getting the, the, means, the needs met rather on physical care, it feels tired, confused, anxious, and unhappy. I wonder what it is like for you when you don't meet other needs outside of food. Does your body also feel tired, confused, anxious, and unhappy? I would guess yes. And this barometer check every two or three hours, I would just ask yourself, what do I need right now? What is my body experiencing? What is it trying to tell me? Just those three questions, just as simple as that. And honestly, it'll feel super anal to have to do these kind of things, if I could be frank. It's going to feel really annoying in the beginning, but it's kind of like riding a bike. As you push yourself to um, literally ground yourself and have to really think about it and ask yourself those questions, the more you do it, it really works towards our body and our mind's capacity to change, the neuroplasticity of our experience as human beings. And so as you like really literally force yourself to ask these questions and remind yourself And you do it in a way that's oozing with permission and compassion for whatever happens and like what answer your mind or body gives you, no matter what, that it's uh, it's offered in a way of just really an intentional kind of way to meet a need. Um, Your your mind and body will reconnect in a way where you won't have to force it anymore. I think about the phenomenon of decision fatigue. And I feel like the recovery experience becomes so exhausting because of decision fatigue. I remember reading about President Obama when he had his eight years in the White House, 
they really, they being the people kind of hovering around him and helping him, his advisors and all that, didn't want him to experience this decision fatigue. So every single day, they laid out what he needed to wear. It was just like one less decision he needed to make. Because really, when you're trying to protect the free world, do you really want to have to waste some of that energy on which tie to put on? No, that's just not something that deserves that kind of energy when you only have so much to give. And when a person's recovering from an eating disorder, you're basically protecting the free world within yourself, right? You're basically trying to protect your freedom to stay who you are. And so I want you to practice these questions because eventually it'll be like those little advisors running around just helping you to do this on autopilot. So then it doesn't go towards that decision fatigue. So then you can spend that mental and physical energy on the really big ones, you know, like, who am I? Who I, who do I want to be known as? Or how do I want people to identify me? How do I identify myself? You know, you want to really save that for those questions instead of, hey, uh, am I thirsty? <laughs> and just to have it be something that is done on an autopilot, like I said. So as you do those barometers che- barometer check outside of food, honestly, again, it's going to help to promote the grounding experience. What you'll uncover is some of that cryptic stuff that I mentioned earlier. You know, feeling bored with food, no excitement, feeling like it's a chore. And when you notice those connections in that moment, I would really encourage you to ask yourself the fourth question. Where else am I feeling this? Because when we're feeling those experiences, especially with boredom uh, with food, it's being replicated somewhere else. And I would really challenge you to ask yourself because there's probably somewhere else in your life that needs some attention because it's draining you or it's boring you. Maybe you need some excitement or maybe you just need some spicy food. I don't know. (laughs) But sometimes it has a deeper meaning. And I would encourage you to continue to practice that grounding to help you to get to that point where you can go there if indeed you need it. And the whole point of this exercise is it helps you to ground yourself in the way that you and your dietitian were working on and using the CBT to kind of marry them together. And it helps you to honor your needs, whatever they may be, and practicing what you want to do about it while also honoring that you may not always have the answer and that's okay. All right, letter writer, it's time for me to wrap up. I see food is written back. Before we get to that, this episode was sponsored by my PCOS and Food Peace course. It's your step-by-step guide to PCOS and Food Peace. If you're interested in enrolling, we are not enrolling at this time, but you can get on the wait list by going to pcosandfoodpeace.com. You'll also get a free download which are the first three steps towards food peace with PCOS. Did you find this episode helpful? Would you mind leaving me a rating or review? I know it's a very simple act of kindness, but honestly, it really helps other people find the show. And I don't know about you, but I want everyone to experience food peace. Everyone deserves to feel at home in their own skin, no matter their size, shape, or eating experience. And the way to do that is by leaving a rating or review. I have tried to make it as simple as possible because I feel like iTunes doesn't really make it simple for us, 
But all you need to do is to tap on the picture on your screen right now, if you're listening on your phone, and that way you will get connected to a link that you'll see in my show notes. And it says, subscribe here in seconds. And literally it just takes seconds to do. It'll take you right to the link to do it. And I really appreciate it. I read every single one of them and it really feeds me. So thank you in advance for doing it. Letter writer, keep us posted. Let us know how things are going. Until then, take care. Dear Trying, over the last 10 years, we have watched you fight for freedom. While the road to recovery has been rocky, you're doing it. The eating disease is threatened by your journey and it's pulling out the big guns. It is trying to drain you while the fat phobic world is trying to persuade you. You have the answers. You have the wisdom. Your brain knows how to carry you forward and your body knows the language. It's time to ground them and reunite your brain and body. Together, they can provide all the sustenance you need to see this journey towards food peace. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.